0: It is the Mike show. Uh, it's the uh, Tuesday edition of the program that brings us Megan Huffman from Share Greater Lynchburg uh, each and every Tuesday. Hi, Megan.
1: Hello. Good morning, Mike. How are you good
0: Morning. Uh, doing really, really well? And we've got uh, Mr. Bilbo Dine over there. Hello. And then uh, you each and every Tuesday you bring us a guest and today is no exception. Who'd you bring?
1: Yes, I'm delighted to have um, Maria and Carrington from the Harvest Outreach Center here with us. They're one of our early um, organizations that joined Share Greater Lynchburg, and we're so grateful that they're in, involved with Share. And uh, we just wanted to provide this opportunity for the community to learn more about the, the good work that they're doing every day in this in this region, and um, also just how we as a community can support the work that they're doing. So I'll toss it over to Maria and Carrington.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Uh, we really appreciate you taking some time uh, to do that. Uh, so tell us about Harvest Outreach Center.
2: Well, Harvest is a nonprofit that was started actually in Gladys, Virginia. so a very small community in Campbell County. We first started, we were founded by a licensed professional counselor named Martha Howe. She's now retired and myself, I was a fifth grade teacher and we we saw the need for school based mental health services, um, but we first had to start, and we started with two students, and we began counseling and mentoring with those two students about 19 years ago. Today, we serve more than 350 students in school based mental health on any given day.
0: And that is tremendous. Now, is it uh, has it grown beyond uh, Campbell County?
2: Yes, it has. Maria, do you want to speak to
3: that? Yeah, so um, we actually are now working in Lynchburg City Schools as well, and um, we're really excited. They are also operating um, through a grant that they've received, and we're providing services to them in addition to Campbell County Public Schools also received a really nice school-based mental health grant that we have been able to continue providing services to a lot of kids in Campbell County as well. So we are in both of those divisions, and it's just been a wonderful working relationship and we've been able to really reach a lot of kids that we wouldn't typically be able to reach because of funding issues. Um, they, both of those divisions received a school-based mental health grant that has allowed us to really expand our services outside of Medicaid. And we've been able to work with kids that um, maybe wouldn't have been able to get the service without that. Um, so that's been a really exciting opportunity. It's been really challenging to be able to continue to provide um, school-based services, the insurance companies, uh, Medicaid There's been a lot of issues with that funding, and there's been a lot of cutbacks. And so um, it's, you know, there's a lot of agencies that just haven't been able to continue to do school-based mental health services, and rightfully so. Um, But with the support of grants and um, just really good partnerships, we've been able to find a way to continue to provide that service. And it's just been so needed to not just support the kids, which is a, a really big part of it, but also supporting the teachers and the school administrators and the staff who are dealing with so much during this time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well,
0: tell, tell us about some of the services that you provide uh, to uh, to the kids.
3: Yeah. So we um, we have a grant program called Social Emotional Behavior Supports, and then we have a program funded through Medicaid called Therapeutic Day Treatment. And we have staff; they're qualified mental health professionals that are working in the schools. They have um, caseloads of kids that they work with. So school administrator, teachers, they identify kids that. Could benefit from the service. They could be having some um, some emotional problems, some behavioral problems. Sometimes, you know, child uh, might be struggling with um, being able to transition or being able to even attend in class. Struggling with issues with peers um, and struggling with issues with authority and with teachers. And so our staff, um, our qualified mental health professionals, they receive clinical supervision every week, sometimes twice a week, and they're going into the classrooms and they're working with the kids and problem solving. They're identifying maybe where some kids are lagging in skills and we work to help build those skills. So we teach them these skills. Um, we have, a classroom within every school building. And we pull kids into this classroom and we give them some time. Maybe they need to deescalate for a little bit. Uh, maybe they're, you know, maybe they got triggered by something that happened in the classroom or peer or something. So they, we pull them into the classroom and we help give them a safe, sp- a safe uh, place to deescalate. Um, and then we help process and then help problem solve. We role play with them um, to kind of simulate a situation that they may encounter when they go back into the classroom and we have staff that them follow them back in. so our goal is to really be able to support kids um, who are struggling to remain in the school setting to be able to stay there by giving them the extra support that they need.
0: Well in addition to uh, the school-based programs, uh, you you guys have uh, some summer programs as well.
3: Yes, we do. So um, and also I also want to mention that we do provide outpatient services in the school setting as well, which okay. has been really helpful to be able to have to like to eliminate parents from always having to pick their kid up from school, transport them to an office. Um, I'm sorry, let me just pull this back up. Um we lost you for a second. Can you guys see us?
0: Yep. Yes, yeah. we and can I, see you.
3: I just need to get right back to, to it. We can't see
0: you. Let's see. It. We're we're not making faces at you or anything. <laughs>
3: yeah. we, we, so we we, um, we provide um, services um, in the schools for kids to receive outpatient um, in the schools so they don't have to um, so they don't have to miss out on school and then maybe sometimes not go back just for their appointment.
0: Okay. And so yeah, that's I, great as well. But I we think so. Um, a- sorry. I think I met you Carrington when I was down there. I used to run the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation. Came down a couple times, and the facility that you have right there in Gladys, right near William Campbell High School, is a beautiful spot. And I mean, it just struck me what a peaceful place that is for people to come and um, and relax and and you know and, and get treatment for for whatever is bothering them. And I remember you used to have a hobbit house there. Do you, do you still have that? Uh-huh.
2: Yes, actually, thanks to the Plymouth Foundation. Um, yeah. I, I remember the visit well. And our first ever grant we received was from Youth Philanthropy, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember that.
2: Greenhouse yeah. and for the playground as well. Yeah, and the Hobbit House was used for, for outpatient counseling.
1: Yeah, so what, remember- what a nice facility. I remember it well.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I served on the um, on that committee once when I was in high
1: school. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, we must have yeah. met them too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. But yeah, so we do have a summer program. And um, that is just such a crucial time for us because it's really hard for us to um, get funding for that program. But it's so important for us to be able to continue to provide services to the kids during the summer. It's honestly it's like... The most important, because they don't have that school structure, they don't have that support, they don't have the meals, Um, they don't have like the socialization and those things that they need. And so we do work really hard to be able to provide a summer program to the kids. Um, And that is, um, we get some funding for that through Medicaid, but um, we are always trying to expand that so we can serve more kids um, that may not get funded by Medicaid um, or just that don't have Medicaid. Um, And so that's something that we are um, working hard on. We um, do community outings with them. We work on their ability to be able to function in the community, to be able to do things like going to the movies and sitting through a movie. It sounds like something that most kids would be able to do, but it's something that our the kids we serve, they typically struggle with things like that. Um, and so we work on you know just some of the socializations, what's appropriate. Um, and that's something that is so important that we can continue that. We also do some things um, in the school setting as far as just Practicing like walking through the hallway and uh, practicing just being in a school and trying to keep those skills consistent throughout the summer so that way it's not that really hard transition back um, when the school year starts. Um, So that is something that we are always looking to get um, some support for funding for that um, so we can be able to continue to provide that. Because we also transport the kids to and from the summer program, which is a huge expense with the amount of vehicles that we need, gas um, and the maintenance of that, drivers. Um, So that is definitely something that has been it's it's a financial burden for us every summer. Mm
0: -hmm. About uh, about how many kids do you serve uh, Mm -hmm. for that program?
3: Yep. So anywhere from like 100 to 120 or so um, is what we're you know typically able to serve. Um, but we, you know, the more that we can get funding, the more we could possibly expand that to be able to serve more kids in the summer.
0: All right. Very, very cool. Um, what all do you need? Uh, do you need volunteers? Uh, and and I, I understand that you're looking to uh, hire some folks as well. Mm hmm.
3: Yeah, so we, um, we are always hiring because we're always growing and adding on more kids. And so, um, you have to, um, be a qualified mental health professional, which means that you just pre- you need a bachelor's degree that is in the field. It could be human services, psychology, um, counseling, early childhood education. Those are all things that um, would work for us to be able to have you apply to the Department of Health Professions um, to be a qualified mental health professional. Um, we do we have the ability with grants to hire some employees that don't have a bachelor's degree. Maybe they're working on that. Maybe they are um, you or just maybe they did, took a different path and they don't have that. And so we have some positions available um, where it doesn't require that. Um, and then we're always looking for licensed mental health professionals. So residents and counseling, LPCs, and we provide free supervision. Um, so we're always looking for that as well. And as far as just like extra resources, um, we could always, I mean, there are some things that people wanted to volunteer. I think we could use some support with, but mostly I think it's just the donations so we can continue to be able to fund and provide these services to kids, especially during the summer.
0: Well, thank you for uh, for sharing all of that. And uh, folks can learn more if you uh, go to sharegreaterlynchburg.org uh, and uh, type in Harvest Outreach Center. Uh, you can learn all about uh, that, that organization. You can find all the links and locations uh, for Harvest Outreach Center as well. Uh, check out their video, check out all the information that's there and uh, certainly reach out to them. So Megan.
1: Yes, well, I think this is a perfect um, segue because uh, Harvest Outreach Center, for example, has received funding from the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation. Before we talked about the Youth Philanthropy Council and the Plymouth Foundation, all of which sits underneath the Greater Lynchburg Community Foundation. So I would encourage uh, Marie and Carrington to apply for our spring spring grant funding. The deadline is March 15th, and um, it sounds like that would uh, the summer program would be a great thing to um, ask for funding for this summer. So this is a perfect marriage of the work we do here with Share Greater Lynchburg and spreading the word and reminding folks about GLCF and all that we have to offer. So we have, um, we're really excited. The Youth Philanthropy Council that you all were referencing has just made their decisions on where a 10000 and a $5,000 grant will be donated. And we're sending out a press release this morning to announce um, where those funds are have been um distributed and we're having a ceremony on March 20th at CVCC to uh, recognize the students who have participated in that council this year and the organizations that are the recipients. So be on the lookout in the media for that. Um, For YBC, it's 27 um, local high high schoolers in the region have come together and they've done tours and interviews and they've um, ranked their order of who they'd like to fund. And, and through that process, they've selected a 10000 and a $5,000 recipient. And we're so grateful to the Wells um, Fargo Foundation um, for supporting that. And um, also we have March, excuse me, February 28th, The um, at the end of February, the Century Fund is application is due. That's a $100,000 grant that's given out every year for a transformative project that a nonprofit is doing. Um, typically those that are working on capital projects or finishing off a major campaign, um, those kinds of programs are really um, a great fit for the Century Fund. And that deadline again is February 28th. And then our, our standard spring um, funding cycle is March 15th, that deadline, that all that information can be found online as well. Um, over at ShareGrader Lynchburg, we are gearing up for our programming and we have a, um, lunch and learn tomorrow at vector space. It's we're we're full to capacity for our folks who are going to be coming to that to tour the new facility at vector space. And we have our spring mixer coming up on March 6th. So there'll be more information about that in our newsletter this week, but thank you all um, so much for having us today and um, appreciate learning more about Harvest Outreach Center and how we as a community can support and help you all. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, thank you guys.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for taking time. We really appreciate uh, learning about your organization. Uh, and as mentioned, visit sharegreaterlynchburg.org. Uh, you can find out about 172. I got the count wrong on the crawl. Megan, we usually update that. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 172 nonprofit organizations uh, are represented on the share platform. And if you are part of a nonprofit organization within the area, uh, it is absolutely positively free to, uh, to have a place on the SHARE platform, uh, folks can learn more about your organization. You can provide links and needs, whether those needs are employees or whether those needs are volunteers, monetary donations or donations of items. You can do all that on the SHARE Greater Lynchburg platform uh, right there. It's one-stop shopping for, uh, for nonprofits uh, within our region and gro- 172 and growing this is that's that's tremendous Mm -hmm. carrington and maria nice to see you both again thanks for being here this morning
1: thank you thank you thanks for the good work you do thank you
0: and and thank you uh coming up a little bit later on uh we've got your audio vault that is all on the way stay tuned